Hello, and welcome to the Breaking Over the Anxiety podcast. I am your host, the anxiety nutritionist, gut and hormonal health expert, yoga and meditation teacher, and cat mom, Taylor Jandro. And this podcast is designed to show you how to relieve and resolve your anxiety disorder through the powerful combination of food, lifestyle changes, targeted supplementation, gut and hormonal health optimization, nervous system regulation, yoga, meditation, mindset, lifestyle coaching, and more. Hello, welcome back. I'm so excited for today's episode. Do I say that about every single episode? Probably. But today you are going to hear from five Breaking Up the Anxiety clients as they come together in our first ever Breaking Up with Anxiety client roundtable to share their real life stories of how they took control of their anxiety in four months. This was recorded on Sunday, August 13th, 2023. And you know what? I'm really not even gonna say anything else to intro this because I just want you to dive right in and hear from Francesca, Tara, Cricket, Paige, and Jess. Okay, welcome to the 2023 Breaking Up the Anxiety Roundtable. I'm so excited. Joined by five amazing clients, past and present. Some from years ago, I think, Paige. Like what, two years ago, three years ago? Super long time, right up until Tara and Cricket who are like coming near the end. So we got like a variety of people here. I'm just going to start with you introducing yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself or tell everyone a little bit about yourself and kind of what was going on with your mental health before joining Breaking Up With Anxiety and really kind of what, why you joined in the first place. And Paige, we'll start with you. Hello, my name is Paige. Um, I live in Texas. So I always think that's cool considering I found you somehow in Canada. I have no idea. Um, we've talked about this a couple of times today, but I mean, the main thing is just feeling super unfamiliar with the feelings of anxiety during that time for me, just like being so confused and not sure and not trusting my body and just like what's happening. Um, and then being in this nutrition field. So I'm a nutritional therapist. Um, and just like helping people, but like not being able to help myself. It was just very overwhelming. Um, so I did some Google searches and found you somehow. Um, and then just immediately booked a call that day and was like, if anyone's going to help me, it's going to be this person. Um, and that's, that's what I did. Booked a call and the rest is history. We were chatting before we hit record about how usually it takes people maybe six months, a year, a year and a half before they jump in and join. Not you. You were literally like, I think the one, <laughs> I think you were the oh. one person who was just like, let's go. And it surprised even me. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Take, <laughs> take I, my money. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> I love using you as an example too, because you are in this field and in this space, but when it's us and our health, Sometimes we just, we can't see our blind, well, we can't see our blind spots, right? And we can't see the forest through the trees. And even me, like when I was in school, I didn't work with anyone for anxiety per se, but I worked with a naturopath on my hormonal health and I hired like an acne expert who was actually in my class with me. She just graduated ahead of me. She was like a 
friend-ish of mine, you know, and I hired her to help me with my skin when I came off birth control, but I'm still a nutritionist, like quote unquote, I should have figured it out myself, but I was just like, I'm just going to go to the experts. And that's like what you did from the beginning too, which is really cool. Fran, you're up. Francesca's my amazing admin, by the way. So sometimes when people email in, <laughs> now they can put a face, a lovely face to the name. Yeah. It's always so fun to have old clients come back and, and work for me, which is very exciting. Yeah. Well, it, I don't feel like an old client because I feel like I've just recently completed the program, although it has almost been a year. It'll be a year in September since I started the program. And I mean, it's funny because this is actually the week exactly a year ago that I knew I needed to do the program. Um, I had was following Tay for quite a while on Instagram. One of my friends had recommended Tay and I was like, oh, interesting. Who's this popular like anxiety person? And what does she have to say? And anyway, I was following along probably for about six months. And around August, uh, exactly a year ago, my husband and I went on our um, anniversary trip that we normally do every year. And it was the worst trip. Like I couldn't, I couldn't leave the hotel. I couldn't go to the restaurant without feeling anxious and panic. And it was such a terrible experience. And for me, I knew I was like, I don't want to live my life this way anymore. I need to do something. And, um, and I just felt like Tay was kind of preaching the things that I already knew that I needed to be doing. And I wanted somebody to help guide me there. And so it was like, I kind of hit that breaking point, you know, when they're like, you hit a low, well, that was my low. And I was like, I got to go up from here. And there was other things happening too. Like, so I work for the government and there was this whole talk about going back to the office. And I was like, there is no way I can barely leave the house without having anxiety. How am I going to get back onto a bus, back in my car, back in the office with people? Like it was all just so anxiety filled. It was awful. It was awful. Um, and then I signed up and it was it was honestly the best decision that I've made. And I talk about Tay with my family all the time. I am like, this is what Tay said. And this is what Tay said. And this is what Tay said. <laughs> so I'm a huge Tay fan, but it's because it's really changed my life. And I'm, yeah, super grateful. And then I posted a random story one day being like, oh, I don't want to do admin on a Saturday anymore. I need a unicorn admin. And Francesca was like, hey, like I'll be your admin. And I was like, what? okay, like, let's do it. And it's been really, really great. And you now go back into the office and you had your anniversary dinner with no anxiety. That was yeah. like, you sent me a DM on Instagram. That was like, exactly. I had sent a note after we went to the, to the restaurant. I was like, I went to the restaurant and I had no panic attacks. And like, I now, I now drive. I, I wasn't driving. I now do grocery shopping on my own. I wasn't doing that on my own. I, I bought a car, like all of these like crazy things are, are, or they're not crazy, but they're normal things, but they seemed crazy back then. And now they're not. So yeah, it's great. Thank you. Cricket. <laughs> it's me. I'm Cricket or Susan as Paige knows me. So I know Paige because I used to live in Texas with Paige and we worked together we worked out together. We did everything together. And like, as Fran was saying, 
you know, she goes grocery shopping by herself now. And I'm like, oh, Paige and I had each other to do everything with. And then I was like, well, got to move to California. And so I've been here for six years and my anxiety like kind of faded while I was here. And then within the last year, just like really, really ramped back up. And I've, you know, Paige has been going on and on about how amazing Tay is. And I followed you on Instagram. And I think I blame the algorithm for hiding you. That's what I say. But then Paige had shared her podcast episode and I listened to it and I was like, the time has come. I must join. And like, oh, such a game changer. Like I was, I've never been ragey anxiety cricket. And I was, and I was like, who is this person? I can deal with the other things like the shakiness and the racing heart, but the anger was a new thing. And I was like, no, please help me. So that's, that's what got me going. And you, you're done next week, like in a few days, you're done your, your four months. So exciting. And we were talking about this just last week about how were you, you're like forgetting symptoms you had in the beginning, Yeah, you know, and we're talking about it now because we're coming to the end and we want to see like, okay, where's the improvement where, what supplements do you need to stay on? Things like that. And it's just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that symptom. Yeah. And I feel I, like that too. Yeah. Like it's, well, first of all, the brain blocks out trauma. Right. And so like when you live with an anxiety disorder, you're that's trauma. And because this is what I do, and this is my work, I talk to women like you all the time and I hear your stories. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I used to feel like that. And I just like forgot. And I was sharing that with you and you were like, me too. And you were talking about all the things that you were forgetting. I'm like, isn't that such a great place to be, to be like, oh, I forgot about that shitty feeling that I used to have all the time. I love that. I don't, don't remember. And I'm not just like constantly thinking about that's how it was with my anxiety for a while it's just like oh my heart's racing today that's all I can think about is how bad it feels and like is my heart racing because I'm anxious or am I anxious because my heart's racing like what is the cause here and it was none of that it was a root cause that you figured out and you moved this weekend which is one of the most stressful things and you were pretty chill about it yeah I was moving for like seven hours yesterday. And you're on this call and you just moved. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't sleep the greatest, but here I am. It happens. Ready. (laughs) Thank you. Jess, you're up. Hello. Um, I think I'm not sure that I've met everyone here. We were talking before if there was anybody that I was in like the group with, because I did my group. I feel like, I don't even know when, was it in two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, two, two and a half years ago. Yeah. And so I actually met Tay through a mutual friend. And I remember when I found Tay and I was like, I was like, oh, she like does stuff with anxiety. And for me, I have had anxiety for, or I've had anxiety for literally like since I can remember, like my first memories are of like, they're very anxious memories. And so for me, I had just like lived my whole life and hadn't even really identified the fact that I had anxiety. So when Tay was like, oh, I have this program that like gets rid of it. I was like, I don't believe this, but we did a service exchange. So for me, I was like, oh, it's like not really much like coming off of me if like this doesn't work or whatever. And I can just kind of be like, yeah, I knew that girl was like full of it, you know? And then 
we started like working. You can say you stuff. thought I was lying. I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I thought she was lying. Um, and because I also was like, well, maybe this is the kind of thing that it would work for other people who developed anxiety like in adulthood or because of a trauma where for me, I was like, I've literally been experiencing this and I've been extremely anxious since I was a little kid. And so, yeah, it was just like getting into the program. I was like, hell yeah, let's let's do this. And like slowly through working through all of the stuff, I was like, whoa, is this how normal people just feel and go through their day? Like it was so crazy. Um, yeah, it was just absolutely nuts. Thank you. I always chuckle with your story because <laughs> she didn't tell me this until she wrote her testimonial for my sales page. And then she was like, okay, I have to tell you something. I kind of thought at the end I was going to be like, yeah, sorry, like this didn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to go into it and like yeah. have you have like your guard up. Right. Yeah. I wanted to just like have the experience. So yeah, yeah. that was probably smart. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, Tara. Hi, I am similar to Jess. I was a little skeptical because I've known you for years. And so I've seen your, your um, program like blossom. And I'm like, no, but that won't help me. Like I'm, there's crazy things happening here. Um, I, it was actually really cool to answer the questions that you laid out because uh, it just made me reflect on like you said, like the things that you forget that you even struggled with before. And I'm still in the program. So I'm, I mean, I, I had some wobbles in the last month. So I've been taking my time at the end, but um, I've noticed like insane shifts, um, life-changing shifts. So I first had an anxiety attack 10 years ago when I had no idea what anxiety was. I was on a trip in Mexico and I had the same as Francesca, where I couldn't eat, couldn't go to the restaurants. Like I was, it was debilitating. I couldn't take a bath because I was scared of drowning. Like it was, I was immobile and I didn't know what was happening. And so for the next three months, I was, I moved back to my parents' house, um, going to several doctor's appointments and stuff to figure out what was happening and started, uh, my doctor put me on a medication. So over the past 10 years, I've been navigating anxiety with some years on medication, and then some years it like fades away. But right before I joined, which was in May, I think, um, I was, I had just called my doctor to get back on medication. And then I saw one of Taylor's posts that like, really resonated. And so I went to your site and I remember just like bawling my eyes out, reading all the reviews because in this whole like an anxious state I've been in, in the past 10 years, like no one's truly, I haven't met anyone that's like been a super relatable story to mine of like worry and fear and the type of panic attacks. So it was really cool to read. And then I was like, okay, I think it's time to give this a go. And I'm so happy I did. Yeah. You've been crushing it. And I feel like you have like a month and a bit left. Like, yeah, but, I have a little bit of catch up to do, but well, no such thing as behind. True. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But you said something really powerful before you joined um, that I think is important to highlight where you, because you had been following along for a while. So you know what I talk about and you Mm -hmm. knew the general idea of like what we were going to do in the program. And you said like, you knew you had to be ready Mm -hmm. to like make those changes. Exactly. And it's so cool to look back on like the timing of this does not escape me. Like there's, I had a really rough month and I just couldn't imagine. I'm probably going to get really emotional in this. Um, I couldn't imagine going through this past month without the program beforehand, you know, like it was all meant to happen when it did. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. Okay. I'm going to ask some questions, raise your hand. I'll open it up to the floor. Um, My first question is, how did the program kind of shift your understanding of anxiety and looking at it from this root cause perspective? Like what did you really kind of learn? What were some aha moments that helped you better understand why you were struggling with anxiety? And then to that point, what were some key things you put into play that you think really moved the needle forward? Yes, Paige. <laughs> yeah, you can wave or you can raise your little hand on the thing, but go ahead. <laughs> I was looking for the hand. I couldn't find it. Anyway, this works too. <laughs> um, this was, so your little questionnaire that you sent before I, I anyway, just trying to go through you it. You got to give people with a history of anxiety disorder, the questions in advance. Okay. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I was like, yeah. I prep it. I've got to prep. I've got to be there. Right? I get that. It's so, so funny. Um, but now we embrace it instead of rejecting it, which is the biggest shift, I think. Um, but I liked this question because looking back at the program, like as I'm in it, right, versus just now looking back, I think there was two different aha moments. Like there was one in the program and it was the first like video I watched, like the first week and was like, yep this is it every week. I'm going to add something else. I can do this like one thing at a time. Um, and then you can really see what shifts, uh, what's helping. Um, so I remember just thinking like, I'm, I'm trusting this, this makes sense. There's a method to this madness situation. Um, but then like looking back now, I really feel like we make things really complicated and that doesn't take away from how intense those feelings are like anxiety is anxiety period it doesn't matter what kind what type is it because you didn't eat breakfast or is it because you almost got in a car wreck this morning I don't know it's the same feeling um but really taking the time to stay zoomed out and not so zoomed in like why am I feeling this way why am I feeling, you know, just being so hyper-focused on that versus zooming out every day, looking at yourself like as a whole, what foundations have I given myself? What have I maybe not done as much this week? Um, so just through the journey, I mean, I think it's been like three and a half years, Tay, I'm pretty sure. You're like one of the OGs. Yeah. Like after when I first figured all this out for myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me take on 10 people and just like, see if this works. Cause like, maybe this was a fluke, you know, like I even thought that. <laughs> no. So then I like took on 10 people I knew wasn't a fluke. 
And I was like, okay, let me put this into a program. And I think you were the third person to join. Three is my lucky number. Really? Thank you for telling me that. Oh my gosh. I love that. How serendipitous. That's so neat. But I love it. I mean, it's true. We, we kind of, why are we in this position, right? Like how did I end up in nutrition and helping coaching people because of my own issues? Like we all are in this position for a reason like that. So staying zoomed out, even with my current like clients, I'm like, I know this is like your big thing, but we've got to all right, what's the big picture? And so as I've seen like your research kind of go on over the years, like more in depth on like uh, the pathogens and like, you know, uh, drainage pathways and all of that. I'm like, yes, everything makes so much sense now. Um, It's really cool. So I will have to share eventually, but I just had my first lymphatic massage done. I will definitely share later, but some things. Yeah, post like, oh, post all about it in the group. But everybody's still in the group too, which is super fun. Like we have some, the alumni, Um, you know, you've heard the saying like uh, your issues are in your tissues. Jess used to be a massage therapist. So I'm sure she like, you know, lived by that motto, but our lymphatic system stores so much. So it's not uncommon to get a lymphatic massage and to have things come up lots of things things that you can probably process better now exactly therapy makes sense now so Mm -hmm. thank you Mm -hmm. anybody else have anything jess i think one of the biggest things for me is like my entire life i've been a very like all or nothing person it's like you're doing it or you're not doing it and so that always went with like exercise. It was like, you, you're going to the gym every day or like you're a lump, you know, or like I'm eating treats every single day or have to completely cut them out. And one of the biggest aha moments for me was like, you just continually preaching 70, 30, 70, 30, 70, 30, and realizing that results like didn't have to come from like a hundred percent compliance. And trusting that like it did take a lot of work to trust that um but when I finally did and I realized like yeah I am actually feeling really good and it's not something that I have to be like a hundred percent no gluten or a hundred percent like no coffee or a hundred percent like you didn't have to cut anything out a hundred percent and that started to bleed into other areas of my life not just like the meditation and the breath work and all this stuff it really started to make an impact like with everything in my life where I slowly started to let go of this idea that I had to be a hundred percent to do anything and find success with it. And that has been huge because like, what a freaking relief, you know? And then the amount of things that I've been able to achieve by just giving 70, even sometimes 50%. I'm like, that's literally better than nothing. And that has just been like huge mindset shift. Like I said, that has not just been for my anxiety, but just for my entire life in general. I love that. And I really relate to that. I'm the same with the gym. I'm like, if I don't lift weights five days a week, then like, I'm, what's the point of even doing it once? But like one is better than zero. (laughs) Always. Yeah, exactly. But I get it. I saw something today that was like nothing big happens without a bunch of tiny steps. And I was like, 
Yeah, the motto of breaking up with anxiety. Definitely. Thank you for that share. Hey, hey, hey. I am quickly interrupting this episode because if you are like me and you are a visual learner, I wanted to let you know about my free one hour webinar class called The Three Secrets to Natural Anxiety Banishment that walks you through, well, the three secrets to natural anxiety banishment, specifically how to optimize your digestive function, how to fix your gut, how to eat in a way that boosts natural neurotransmitter production and reduce inflammation, and how to bring your hormones back into balance. I love podcasts for listening to when I'm on walks or driving or cooking or cleaning. They inspire me and give me so many aha moments, but I am a visual learner. So I benefit the most when I can see the information presented in a clear and organized manner, like a slideshow. I don't really remember or retain information that well when it's just presented verbally, which is exactly what I have done for you in my three secrets to natural anxiety banishment training. And within that training, I share the top things that you need to be doing to optimize digestive function, boost neurotransmitter production, bring your hormones back into balance, all in a beautiful slideshow. So if you haven't watched that, hit the link in the show notes to get your copy of the three secrets to natural anxiety banishment free training emailed right to you. Okay, back to the episode. Anybody else? Yeah. And then we'll go cricket after. Something that's been massive for me is just knowing that anxiety is a symptom and not my brain, my personal issues, my mental issues. My brain is not like everyone else's brain. So just I repeat it to myself like every day. um, This is a symptom. And then once you uh, feel, you know, your body getting um, better and your mind getting better, you recognize when your anxiety or I've recognized when my anxiety is coming on, or I feel like a lingering panic attack. Um, yeah, I can recognize why I'm feeling this way and what maybe I ate or a combination of things that happened the day before that's, um, intruding on me. And it's not just an unanswered thing from my brain. So the symptom Anxiety as a symptom is just a constant for me. I love that. Thank you. Forget. Okay. So mine is like the boundaries thing. So over the past couple of years, I've been really good about knowing what I need to, what boundaries I need to set and trying to hold true to them. But within the past year, there's been some really big things. And I'm like, oh, I have to upset people with these boundaries. And like, that sucks. That was a huge aha moment that if these people can't respect my boundaries, that I have to adjust my relationship with them. And I don't adjust my relationship with people. I'm like, this works for you. I will make it work for me. And now I'm like, okay, that was giving me way more anxiety and feeding it. And when I stood up for myself, I was like super shaky had all the anxiety symptoms, but I calmed down really quickly because of all the support that I was giving my body. And then the boundaries made it help stick. And I was like, oh, 
okay, if my body doesn't feel right in this position, then I have to respect myself and like put those boundaries out there because otherwise your girl's going to burn out. And I realized I was like starting to slide into burnout. And I was like, oh, so that was a huge one for me. Love that. Fran, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I wanted to say mine's very similar to Tara where it's, it's really understanding that anxiety is a symptom and that going through the program for me was kind of like a, a shift. It wasn't just focusing on the anxiety. It was focusing on the just my overall health and how focusing on the my overall health actually would improve that symptom of anxiety. And so it was and I and I kind of knew that going into the program that you know we would be looking at certain things. Um, but there were some, there were, there were like aha moments within the program that really made me see like, oh yeah, I really need to be eating way more protein and I need way more fiber. And I'm like, I'm just not eating enough. Um, and I thought I was, but I, I really wasn't. And like, there was some like really cool things too, like, you know, adding salt to your water, but not just any salt. It's gotta be the good one. Right. Um, yeah. And then there was also uh, the NLP recording that happened in, I think it was week nine. For me, there was like a huge shift that happened for me at that point. I think it was a little bit of inner child work too that happened during that recording. And that was huge. That was a, like, I think that was at week nine where I was like, I'm, I'm like, on the right track now. Um, but up to that point, I felt like I was doing all the things and I knew I was doing the right thing, but I hadn't really felt that aha until about week nine. Yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned this because I don't know if we talked about this, but there's it's always like the same pattern people follow that I see because I see people coming through the program, right? And it's like in the beginning, there's a lot of questions, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of, is this gonna work for me? Oh, oh my God, what did I just do? <laughs> and then like eventually people just like pitter off and I don't really hear from people for a few weeks because they're doing fine, you know? And now that I think of it, I feel like I remember around that time for you, a couple weeks later, later me being like, hey, like, are you good? And you're like, oh yeah. Like, I'm great. <laughs> and I, we never really talked about it, but it was like after that NLP recording, which is really cool. Um, okay, I'm going to go off book, guys. But I think this is going to be an easy question because something that a few of you have said have prompted this question in me. So a lot of things I also like to talk about is that obviously chronic anxiety and anxiety disorder is very different than just feeling anxious, like the normal human emotion of feeling anxious. So I would love... and. A lot of people, you know, I get a lot of messages on DMs being like, well, what does that mean? You know, like, how can I tell the difference? So I would love if each of you, and I'll start page again, and I'll go kind of down my screen. If you can explain to me in your words, what it feels like the difference between chronic anxiety and anxiety disorder, and just the normal human emotion of anxiety. And are you afraid of the normal human emotion of anxiety now? I love that question. And I do feel prepared for it, which is weird because I didn't prep. Okay. Um, I don't know if I could have told you the difference when I was experiencing chronic like anxiety. So this is cool to look back. Um, it was on my mind every single day, every day, there was something that touched on my body does not feel 
good. I don't know what it is. It could have been just like, I'm super nauseous that day. I'm shaking today. I don't want to go to the grocery store. And then all of a sudden having panic attacks, but didn't know that's what that was. So it's just a very, like, I just remember being sick. I just, I am ill. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, and it would just get worse. And then some days were better. So you just kind of like, oh, maybe I'm, I'm getting better. I don't know. Just lost. Not sure. I was in college. So maybe that's what everyone feels like. You just have a hangover forever. I don't, I don't know. Um, shifting from that into, it would have to have been after the program, obviously. Um, there would just be days and days that not come up for me. It would be all about how I am supporting my body instead. Like my focus was on water, beans, fiber. <laughs> like that was what I was thinking about every day. And then I, would maybe get some familiar feelings, but they wouldn't be the intensity um, as they were. And also I feel like I in, almost invited them differently. Like, I'm not scared of you. I know, you know, I'm gonna work through this. Like, it's almost expecting it, like, this is okay. So they weren't um, as debilitating, even though they're the same feeling. Um, so I think they're absolutely different. <laughs> um, so I can see why people would say, what is the difference? Because when I was actively in that, I would have asked the same question. Like I, who, I, I don't know. I could never find any blogs or other people's perspectives that looked like mine. And I was looking, I was like, who out there feels this way? Because it was all like, oh, if you have anxiety, it's what, impending doom. I'm like, don't even know what that means. No, I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. Um, so it was cool to see people's, um, you know, journeys and how they described it because there is a lot of overlap, even though it's this big spectrum um, and it always will be. So um, yeah, I think that's my answer. Thank you. Fran? Yeah, for me, this is, it, it's interesting because I, I, I'm starting to recognize the difference of just having like an anxious feeling versus um, the anxiety that I was living constantly in, kind of like Paige was talking about. It's like, I was just, back then it was all about, for me, it was trauma related. So it was like a constant like, oh, I'm passing out. Am I passing out? Oh, are you passing out? Oh, you've got heart palpitations. Oh, you're not feeling so hot. Like, oh, you're feeling hot. Like there was just a constant um, voice in my head telling me what my body was feeling overly, over like stimulating, very loud noise. Like just my own self-talk was very loud, right? And very focused on how I was feeling. Whereas now when I'm, when I get those anxious feelings, it's like, I relate it more to like nervousness. So it's like, I feel nervous and that's that feeling of anxiety, but I know I'm nervous because 
maybe I haven't driven on the highway in a little while. And like, it's okay to be a little bit nervous now that you're on the highway after not being on the road for a few weeks, but it's not that same. I know Paige, you're talking about doom, but like, I, I did feel that feeling of doom, like something was bad, really bad was going to happen. So there's, there is that distinction and it, and it passes a lot faster. And it's like acknowledging, I'm doing a lot of self-talk um, anyway, like I do a lot of self-talk all the time. Um, but it's like knowing that like, oh, this is because you haven't done this in a little while and that's okay. Like you're, you're going to be okay. This isn't the same stuff. And my body actually isn't reacting the same way. So when I was having anxiety, I was having a lot of heart palpitations. Um, that was what was causing me the most anxiety because I couldn't figure out why that was happening. Whereas now when I am having those anxious feelings, I don't have heart palpitations. I actually don't remember the last time I've had a heart palpitation. And for me, that's kind of the biggest, like, shock in all of this that that part that was so center of my mind all the time is now gone so yeah it like passes quickly um and it's not constantly on my mind like I can take my dog out for a walk and not and I'm not worrying about like oh are you gonna pass out like those those thoughts don't they're not as intrusive anymore you know how we were talking earlier about how you forget things until someone brings it up. That just made me think of something. So for me, my biggest, one of my biggest symptoms was it felt like someone was squeezing my chest all the time. Like someone just had their hand on my heart. And for four years, it was just always there. And now when I feel, you know, car, a car is an example for me. I scratched up my car. It's Steve's car, but we share it. But I scratched it up really good. He was like upset. It's like his baby. And I felt really bad. And so for a while parking the car, I would get anxious. My palms would get sweaty. I would be like breathing, you know? And then the second I got out of the car, it was gone. But what never comes back is that hand on my heart sensation, except last year when I was realized I was in burnout, that was one of the big aha moments for me because that sensation was back. And I was like, something's up because th this isn't normal anymore. And it used to be my normal. So thank you for sharing. And thank you for that jogging of my memory. <laughs> uh, cricket. Okay. Um, so a big thing for me was the heart racing. And I remember being really little and telling my parents that my heart hurt and I would just like lay on the floor and hold my chest. And growing up, I would always say my heart hurts, my heart hurts. And I don't, now as, as an adult, I'm like, what did that mean? I think it was just like the, not just the heart racing, but it was beating so hard. Like I would be sitting and I would just feel my body moving with how hard my heart was beating. And so it got to a point where it felt like I, I couldn't breathe too. And so it was like, I think it was more of a, like a breathing heart racing, all of it. Just like, I felt like somebody was smashing me down, even though I was pushing on it myself to to alleviate it. But I would say a lot, like, I can't breathe. And my boyfriend would be like, you're breathing right now. And I'm like, thank you, Captain Obvious. I know I'm breathing, but like, I feel like I can't take deep breaths. And like, no matter what, I was constantly out of breath and I would be really, really hot and have like hives. And sometimes I would think I'm getting through my day. 
it was a low anxiety day. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And I'd get home and like, my whole chest is red and my face is red. And I'm like, cool. Like I wasn't having a low anxiety day. It's here. I just like, wasn't experiencing as many symptoms. And like, I don't remember the last time I got the, the red and the hives and all that, but the heart racing used to be a, every single day I would wake up with it. I would even like my Fitbit or my watch would be like, you are in fat burning mode because your heart is racing so fast, like, like 125 beats per minute. And I'm like, this is probably not normal, but I also had a heart murmur. So I thought maybe it's just connected to that. But since starting this program, I was telling my boyfriend the other day, like the biggest thing that I notice is there's no heart racing constantly. I, I forget that that was a thing because it's not happening. And I, from starting the breath work, I don't feel that like I can't breathe. Like when I first started it, doing the four, 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 four was really hard. Like I couldn't breathe in for four and breathe out for four and hold it. It was like, and now I'm like, oh, I can do, I can do all of it. Like really, I can breathe. This is amazing. And like, I do breath work all the time and it's, it comes easily. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. But, and when I have like a acute anxiety moment, the heart will race a little bit. I don't really get the hives and it's just like a, oh, I'm a little shaky. And then I calm down so much faster. It used to, somebody knocked on my door in the middle of the night, like two years ago. And it scared me so bad that I couldn't sleep the rest of the night because my heart was going crazy, my body, my mind, everything. And it was just like, it was my roommate knocking on the door. That was all it was. It wasn't anything scary. And I knew that, but I couldn't get my body to be aware that it was not a threat and I wasn't in danger, but my body was like, you are. And now if something scares me, I'm like, oh, and then I'm fine. And I'm like, oh, that's the difference for me. I love that. Okay. Quick follow-up question before we moved on to Jess. Do you think breathwork alone without doing all the other body-based stuff we do in the program is enough? No. Thank you. (laughs) It was just a thing that I noticed. Yeah. Because of everything else that I was able to, as the program went on, I was able to do more with the breath work. For sure. I wanted to ask, because I think it might confuse people that I talk about breath work so much. And then in the same breath, I'll be like, but it's not enough (laughs) because it's so powerful, but it's like one piece of the puzzle, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things where, where I used to focus on how my body felt in like my anxious state, like, oh, my heart's racing. And like, I'm a little shaky right now. And I'm focusing on that. My brain now is like, Ooh, you could be doing some breath work right now in this five minutes that you're chilled out, not like focusing on the bad or that impending doom that I also was like, what is this? And then I'm like, Oh, it's just anything that I'm like something bad that I could make up in my brain. That's going to happen. But instead I'm like, let's do some breath work. Love it. Music to my ears. Jess, you're up. Um, okay. So for me, the difference between the chronic anxiety and like the just like normal emotion of anxiety was when I was experiencing chronic anxiety, I had no idea when it was going to come on. And like, there were those times, you know, I would have like an exam that was, you know, I had oral practicals in massage where you would have to like have your teachers there watching you and you're talking out loud. And I would be up the night before freaking out. I remember like emailing my teacher being like, if I fail tomorrow, it's because like 
all of these factors like outside of my control. And what I noticed was that I was so not in control of how I was reacting to situations. Like I was always, always, always reactive. Like I would avoid difficult conversations if they weren't a hundred percent important because I was just going to cry the whole time or it would like eat me up for days and days and days. And I never knew how I was going to be within that conversation. So if I got mad, like I was mad. If I was sad, I was just inconsolable, like bawling, you know, it felt like I could never control how I was going to respond in situations. And now like difficult conversations are obviously still difficult, but I can have them understand that this is going to be a difficult conversation. I'm not hyper-focused on it. And yes, I'm still shaky and a little bit nervous and all that kind of stuff. But I also know that I'm going to come down from it like really easily. And I'm able to like assess situations. And if I feel myself like getting angry, I'm in control of being like, let's just chill for a minute. Like we don't actually have to respond that way. And so just feeling so much more in control. Whereas before when I was in this state of chronic anxiety, it was like mixed bag. I don't know what's coming out. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and also I was always just really like sick at random. Like I would have to call in sick to work. Cause I would just be like, I don't feel good. And now I can recognize that it was because I was super anxious, but it would like, I had no idea why I was like calling in sick and all these things. And again, it just was like, I had no control over any of it. And that was just like awful. Hello, me again, interrupting this episode just one last time, because I really need to take a quick minute to invite you if you're ready to join Breaking Up With Anxiety, my four-month group coaching program for women who are ready to break up with their anxiety for good. By the end of our four months together, not only will you have completely rebalanced your gut, your hormones, and built a flexible nervous system, but you will have the tools and resources that you need to keep your anxiety away so it doesn't come creeping back down the road. Through simple dietary changes, my signature root cause specific gut and hormone supplement protocol, powerful stress management and nervous system regulation techniques, psychotherapy based workshops, and the support of myself and all your other breaking up with anxiety ladies, this is going to be the best goddamn breakup of your life. But in order to give each woman who joins the program the support she needs throughout the journey, there are always only 12 spots available for enrollment each month. And right now, there are a few spots left. When you break up with someone that isn't right for you, it's always a relief. Breaking up with your anxiety isn't just a relief. It's completely life-changing. If you are ready to show up for yourself, do the work and change your life, click the link in the show notes to sign up for Breaking Up With Anxiety today or head over to 
www.tejandro.com forward slash breaking dash up dash with dash anxiety. Okay, back to the episode. Thank you. Sarah. My story is very similar to Francesca. It's the um, the dread that comes like my anxiety days would be like two or three days a week. And uh, similar to most of you, you don't know when it's coming on. So you can't plan for it. And then you just can't get your head out of it. For me personally, it was like um, panic attacks, uh, can't breathe. And then walking, I same with Francesca, it's that I think I'm going to faint. Am I going to faint? And then like, I can't feel my heartbeat. And then you just keep rolling with that. And it's impossible to get out of that mindset. Um, I love how Paige put it. You said you invited those feelings in differently now. I love how you phrase that because that's so relatable to me because now I still have what like a day every so often that it's an anxiety day um but it doesn't knock me out for the whole day like after a panic attack I would be kaput for the whole day the next day was still wobbly and just with anxiety days I'd be canceling bailing on friends because I couldn't do anything but just cocoon in my own house I couldn't walk my dog um so I can now feel the anxiousness coming or if it's lingering um, and you just take it on differently. It's really cool. Um, and yeah, I would, I would say it's close to more nervousness. Um, yeah. Thank you. Okay. We'll do two more questions and Tara, I'm actually going to start with you for this one. Um, but (laughs) How, um, how was the like supportive community aspect of the program so helpful in your journey? And I'm going to start with a little backstory about why I feel so strongly about it. And then Tara will go into you, but I obviously didn't do a program like this to release my anxiety, but I was in school four days a week. So I was surrounded by other women. There was one man, but it was mainly women in my program who they might not have been working on anxiety or depression, but they had all come into the program with health struggles, either their own or like their father or their daughter or somebody like that they cared really deeply about. And that's what brought them to the program was to learn how to help themselves or the people that they loved. And so I firmly, I was always going to do a group coaching or a hybrid group coaching. Like I never wanted to do just kind of one-on-one once I got my feet wet and was in it, because I firmly believe that there's so much power in community. And I just don't know if I would have released my anxiety and panic and depression so quickly if I hadn't been like showing up every day to other people who were doing similar things and really helping me move along when I stumbled and when I fell and when it got really hard, because that's always going to happen, right? In a healing journey. And I think a lot of people maybe don't see the value in that because the traditional model that's presented to us is like, you go to the doctor, you get one-on-one time, or you go to a naturopath and you get one-on-one time. And they work with, I don't know anybody here actually who saw a naturopath first, but I do usually work maybe one-off sessions, but uh, you know, one of the women in the program right now, she's been with a naturopath for 20 years 
And she has nothing bad to say about her naturopath. She's like, she's amazing. She's super smart, but I have moved further with you in four months than I have with the naturopath. And I'm like, yeah, that's nothing against the naturopath. Like uh, they are fantastic, educated human beings, but their model is just very different. And when you're trying to change things about your health, I personally think there's so much power in community. So I would love to hear like your thoughts on that. Yeah, I totally agree. I was drawn to the the group coaching over the one-on-one coaching because I think for me, it's like the one-on-one would be like, hey, we're trying to fix me. I'm alone in this. We're fixing me. Whereas the group, every story is so relatable. Um, I even recall like being very nervous and anxious about taking like a pill, like a supplement pill. I think it was my magnesium. I was like, so nervous. And I remember writing in the group that I did it and I didn't die for what taking this pill and someone responded like they had the same, that same fear of, you know, choking or whatever. So you just feel part of a unit and that you're, yeah, it's not just you. Um, and you get to, even though it's a group coaching, like every personal question I had, you answered, um, like directly to me. Um, and I also really benefited from, uh, researching other people's questions that, you know, whether I had it in my head or I didn't recognize that that was information that would help me, um, was really cool. So I feel like, yeah, similar, it benefited me more doing the group than it would have the one-on-one maybe. Or just only working one-on-one with a practitioner and just not having access to community at all because you don't know their other clients, right? So you don't see kind of ups and downs of the journey and you feel like it's just you. And you're like, oh, I knew this wouldn't work for me. (laughs) But instead other people can come in and be like, oh man, I remember feeling like that on like week three or week four, but then week six was when it turned around or whatever it is, right? Anybody else? Oh yeah, go ahead, Tara. And then you can go. Sorry, you like trust in this in the coaching more because people that are a few weeks ahead of you, yeah, can give you some hot tips or whatever. So you're like, okay, these people, they're only a few weeks ahead of me and they're really seeing these like big impacts in their life. So that was also very encouraging. Yes, it helps not to just hear it from me. (laughs) Fran, go ahead. Others experience this, but for me, I think one of the challenges was like, starting to do this program and really, really wanting to like take on all the different steps and go through it, but having family members that don't necessarily follow the same, you know, dietary restrictions, or I know we're not supposed to use that word, but you know, you know what I'm talking about? Um, Guidelines. Guidelines. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And so to me, it was like, I I needed to be surrounded by people that were also, you know, trying to live their life a little bit differently than the way that, you know, we were living it before. And, and so being surrounded by people that are like-minded in that sense, you know, that are, um, that are going to share like fun recipes that they found too. Like, I really liked that aspect of the group because it, it did kind of feel isolating when you're like trying to do it on your own and you don't have a support group around you. That's like eating the same way or, or doing the same type of breath work or, you know, trying to change all of those different systems at work. And so I think that 
knowing that you have a group of people who are, you know, already living this way or are trying to is really, um, it's really, really like warming and it's really nice. (laughs) I learned so much from you guys too. Even when I was working like more one-on-one hybrid, someone would ask me a question and I'd be like, post that in the group. Like that is a question for the group because like other people are going to have some amazing answers for you that like, People will say things and I'll be like, I didn't even think of that. Like, that's so smart. Like, I don't know everything. <laughs> Anybody else? Paige? On. I'll tack on just a second. Because I, I think um, I think the group gives us that validation of where we are in our journey because you see, oh, here is the, you know, recipe for anxiety freedom. You do this, 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 you know, casserole packs, cold plunges, this, all of the stuff. Right. And to see someone posting, like I almost made my water goal today. Almost like that was like, okay, we're good. We're going to continue to show up. We're going to be consistent because I'm not doing all the things. Like I just bought my first casserole pack. It's been three years but now is the time. Like it makes sense now. Like it's okay. So I don't know. I've really seen things just start making more sense in my life. Like this is the time for that. Like with therapy, therapy is amazing now. Back then, don't know really what I was talking about with them. Um, And just all the other modalities and things. So seeing people um, kind of post real life stuff was just like, just so validating. So yes, group calls are the way to go. I also love that you touched on that. You just got a castor oil pack now and trusting in your own timing, um, which is something that's hard to do when the anxiety is present in every single day. Like it's hard to kind of trust that you're second guessing everything. And now you're just like, yeah, I've heard you talk about this at nauseum and I just got it now. And I'm okay with that. And I think that's great. (laughs) I was like, I know, Tay, I'm going to get one. I don't know when, but here we are. So yeah. Love that. Okay. I'll ask the final question because I'm going to go through everyone for this. And if you have something to say on the community part, awesome. If you don't, that's cool too. But um, what advice would you give to someone who's on the fence about joining Breaking Up With Anxiety and they're not sure if it's going to work for them? cricket. <laughs> okay. So I have several friends and like even some of the parents of the kids that I've nannied before that we talk about our anxiety together. And I'm like, listen, and I send them your way. And I love that if I go to your Instagram profile, I now see that like so many people that I follow also follow you. And I'm like, yes, maybe in three years, they'll get in castor oil pack. Like maybe they will do the same thing, but like And I talk about you all the time and I'm like, do it, do it. Do not hesitate. Do not wait. But also I totally get it because I waited and it's okay to wait. But when you wait, you're just like kind of swimming in those feelings and you don't have a life vest and like Tay can be your life vest and help you. And I'm just like, yes, please do it. (laughs) Like I get so, so excited (laughs) to tell people. And even when it was like one weekend and I was like, listen, I'm drinking a lot of water so this is real. <laughs> and that's what I was like, just, it's, you have to do it. You have to do something for yourself. And that 
like in the sense of the community, like knowing that there are other people that are going through the same things you're going through. And then also knowing that other people have come out of it and meeting your body where it's at. Like, that's my favorite thing that you've ever said is like, meet your body where she is. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so where your mind wants you to yeah, be. So I don't need to do all the water, all the protein, all the fiber, all the beans, all the breath work every single day, all the moving meditations. It's okay to like do what I can to get through because like, then I was almost giving myself more anxiety, trying to do all the things. And that's like, no, you've got this community that can support you. And you've got this amazing human being that put this all together for you. Because like, I'm also a nutrition background. Paige and I worked together for seven years in the supplement world. And like, until starting this program, it didn't make sense. And I was like, oh, okay. And so like, it can make sense for everyone and just help everyone. Just, just do it like Nike. Just love it. We need a slogan, <laughs> but like, let's not take their slogan. Paige. Okay. So I have this visual that I've, it's been in my like journal for so many, I, I keep coming back to it, but I feel like if I look back at my experience, I feel like I was in this doorway, the door was open. I'm in this door. And if I didn't have the support and the people on the other side to pull me through, I would still be there like teetering, like I'm in, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. So even just sharing, like getting people that information and when they are ready, when their door is open, we're going to be there to pull you in. I, I just feel that so, so much because if I would have done this program, I don't know, like, like, uh, Susan, when we lived together, I don't think it would have made sense for me then like at all. I was not in the doorway. <laughs> I was thinking the other day about how, you know, the workouts we were doing and the high stress job that we had was just like, the anxiety was just like, doo, 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 doo. and we, the only thing we got through it was with each other, but we also were just both so full of anxiety and we didn't even realize it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how did we, how did we function? Like we had each other and then you pulled me through the door and here I am now also about to be an alumni of this program. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. So if we can, if we can just spread the word, get people in their doorway, and then hopefully we can be people to help pull people through. It's a weird visual, but I don't know. I resonate with it so much. Um, so do just sign up. <laughs> I love visuals. And these are the amazing people that you get to like hang out with in the online space. Not just me. We attract really great people in the program. Fran. Yeah, I would say just do it. <laughs> I, I, I see that that's the theme here. Um, I think that it's like I. I'm trying to think of like, why didn't I sign up six months beforehand? why did I need to uh, get to that point? And I think like everybody kind of has their own journey and their own time where they need something and they need some type of support. And I think for me, that's, that's what it was is I needed, I, I knew I couldn't do it alone anymore. Like I was trying and I think a lot of us have like tried different things. And, you know, we do our research, we Google everything. So I so it got to a point where like, I just knew I can't do this on my own. 
here's somebody who has put something in place exactly for what I am experiencing. Why not? And I'm so, so, so grateful. I, I think for me, the, I was, I think what shocked me the most was that everything was broken down into manageable chunks. Like it was every week there was a new, like a new video and it wasn't three hours that you had to sit there and watch. It was like, okay, here's one thing that you need to do this week, or here's three things. And it, and it just made it manageable. And that took a lot of the, the like anxiety away from, from doing the program. So it's like, take that first step, take the first step. And then, you know, the community, Tay, everybody's there to support you through that. And the way the program is put together, I think is it, in my own, in my opinion, it's, fantastic. It's been really helpful for me. And I, um, yeah, I, I'm just the biggest fan. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Cricket. Uh, going along with what all of us have been saying, I realize we're all on the back end of this and we're like, yes, this works. This is great. But like at the beginning, it took me a while to get started. I, I wasn't even at the doorway. I was really far stuck. And I don't know if it was like a we feel alone or it feels like this is just something we have to live with. We have to deal with, but there's something about that, that feeling of just being stuck and having to do it. And then like all of your little like free workshops or like the little things and just the posts and stuff were super helpful. And again, I still blame the algorithm from hiding you, but (laughs) glad that post that page posted about the the podcast but like when you're stuck in that anxious moment like it's almost it's just like that serendipitous you have to see that post that just kind of pushes you a little further because now we're all like yeah just do it but I I couldn't just do it at the beginning but now getting through it I'm like oh yeah doable totally doable you can do this like it's no big deal so that's why I tell all my friends like I have done it. Please do it. You will benefit greatly. <laughs> I just want to like point out because I do find that Tate does share a lot on Instagram about things that are in the program itself. But, and I was on the receiving end watching those things. And I was like, I don't know how to do those things. Like 30 grams of protein, every meal. Uh, like, wow, that, that sounds great, Tay, but how do you do that? So the, I just find that the Instagram information is fantastic. And it's, it's even more fantastic once you've been in the program and you've gone through it. And then it's like more of like a reminder, at, at least that's how it is for me now. When she's doing all her posts, I'm like, oh yeah, this is really great. I remember that we talked about that in week one or, you know, whatever it was. So I, I find that the program really takes all that information that you're consuming and puts it into a manageable, consumable format um, that is easier to adopt for someone who's like really looking to take on those, those changes. I'm really glad that you pointed that out. Jess, I'm going to pass it to you next, but um, I'm really glad you said that because I really encourage anybody who's on the fence to just like go through my Instagram content, you know, like listen to my podcast, binge my podcast, because that way there won't be any surprises when you get in the program. Like I talk about 
what's necessary. Like I talk about what to do, what you're investing in when you join the program is the support, the accountability, the customization, the community, right? So I really encourage people, like if they're new, like I know Paige was like new, she moved, but she had the background in nutrition. Like I actually like when people kind of lurk for a little bit so that they don't get in the program and they're like, oh my God, what? Like, I didn't know I had to do all of these things, right? Like at least you kind of, and that helps with the anxiety too. Like, you know what you're getting into and then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to be held accountable now. Like I said, I'm committing to myself. I'm going to do this and I need some skin in the game. And I'm like that too. Like I invest in support all the time because I'm just like, I need to be held accountable. Like I'm not the type of person to just like take action and never stumble. I don't know really if anybody is. I know one person, it's Charlene, my podcast editor. Hey, Char. <laughs> she is the type of person who just does what she says she's going to do. And I'm like, like, were you born this way? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> anyway, Jess, go ahead. No, that's so facts about Char. Um, but what I was going to say is like, if you're sitting there and you're on the fence, just realize that the feelings that are coming up around why you think you maybe can't do this or why you can't make it work is because of your anxiety, right? Like it's layered in all of your decisions. And when you go through the program and you start to have the space in your life that was like before being taken up by your anxiety, like it is absolutely mind-blowing. And so you just have to get to a point, like I know everybody's saying, like, just do it, just do it. And you're like, oh, but I don't feel confident in my ability or I'm really busy or, you know, like I spend so many days just like spiraling and maybe I can't find the time. It's like, this is going to pay off so huge. Like I can't imagine because like I run my own business, I can't imagine where my business would be if I hadn't have gone through this program because now I have so much space to be able to do all these things and take all these risks. And so if you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know if this is right for me or I don't know if this is going to work for me, like literally the worst thing that can happen is if you are somehow the outlier and you go through this program, like you're not going to be further behind after taking it, right? And the other side of that is that you are going to be like it's hard to explain where you're going to be after but like if you can even just hold on to like the smallest bit of hope that like this will work for you just like grab onto that and like go with it because it's going to like pay off so huge someone said that to me once when she joined and uh she you know a lot of people will be like, well, I'm a complicated case. And I'm like, who told you that? Like your doctor, like, let me talk to you. <laughs> let me see, <laughs> come into my world. But I have worked with one, two women who I would classify as complicated. Like I would be like, oh yeah, there's definitely some stuff going on here. You know, did they still get amazing results? Yes, 100%. They still released that like chronic anxiety, that anxiety disorder. But one woman said to me, and I'll never forget, she tried everything. Like she was in her forties. And she's like, I've been doing this for 20 years. She's very holistically minded. And she's like, this isn't going to make me feel worse. And that's what I'm going into this program with. And I was just like, wow, like that's such an amazing mindset. I love that. And I just quickly, before going over to Tara, I want to touch on the busy piece. I love that you brought that up. We're all busy. 
like life is busy. So if you're waiting for when you're less busy to start new habits or to start a program or to make changes in your health or whatever it is, what you're subconsciously telling yourself is that like the second it gets busy again, you're going to stop. Like, obviously, sure. There's times where like, if you're moving and getting married and starting a new job and doing all these things in the span of three months, sure. Yes. Maybe that this is not the right time to start. Right. But life is busy. And so the best time to start is actually in just your normal day-to-day busyness. Because when you learn how to make these changes work and stick in those conditions, then they'll stick for life. Tara. I love everyone's answers. I agree with everything that you said. Um, For me, I think what, because I'm still in the program, I'm trying to think back to how I felt prior to, I think I was just so ready and I had the time and I'm very good with prioritizing myself. So I, it, that wasn't tricky. I think the part for me that was tricky was the first weeks where I was just, I wanted to be better so quick. So I dove into things and just explored the program and went weeks in that I, you know, I shouldn't have done that. And so that kind of overwhelmed me. So I kind of just took a second and um, recognized that this is divided into um, chapters that, you know, Taylor so thoughtfully curated. So to just go in with patience um, and knowing that your journey is not linear, which is a big thing that I have loved um, being reiterated through the program. Um, And also, I really want to mention that uh, for me, a big hurdle was like the financing the program for me. Um, So I really appreciated the the payment plan, like there are options. And then if you uh, like someone else mentioned, like all the free content you also have is super helpful to just get a little foot in the door um, until you can make that. Yeah, budget in. And you can, you can budget it in. It's it's just all about prioritizing. Yeah, one of my like favorite things to say, and obviously this is not speaking for everybody, but I think of my friends who tell me they can't afford, like I'm a big proponent of getting proper blood work, right? Which in Canada is about $300. You've probably all heard me talk about this. And so some of my best friends, I'm like, you need to get proper blood work. Just get it, I'll read it because I suspect X, Y, Z. And they'll be like, oh, it's $300. And I'm like, in my head, I'm listing off things they're spending their money on that I'm like, you could just put it towards this. Like, let me see your Amazon account, you know, come on. It's sometimes, yes, it's genuinely a finance thing. And I totally get that. But sometimes it's a reprioritization thing, right? Cricket, you wanted to say something? So going off of like the prioritization and busyness. So we haven't really mentioned moms in this and how, so I... I'm a pretend mom. I'm a nanny. And that's also why I was like, oh my gosh, Tay was a nanny too. Like, this is amazing. Being a pretend mom or a real mom is so beyond stressful. And like, when I started this, I was in the midst of like the busiest time with this sweet little angel that I nanny. And I, you had said like, it's a matter of like prioritizing your time and like being busy is the best time to do this. So at first I was like, well, I don't have the time to like sit down and make sure all of my meals are a certain way or this or that. And you were like, okay, well, if you're eating on the go, 
take a deep breath. There was always like a way to work around the busyness. And also as the program went on, I was like, oh, not everything is a stress has to be rushed moment. Like I will look at Brayden and I'm like, we need a minute. And he now himself takes his little deep breaths or he'll even tell me to take a deep breath. And he's not even two. He'll just, he'll go and then say TT and point to me. And I'm like, are you telling me I need to take a deep breath? And he's like, yep. It's the cutest thing, but like I have incorporated him into it because I'm like, okay, I need to do these things and I'm super, we're super busy today. So we've got this 10 minutes after breakfast, we're going to do a moving meditation together. And he does it for like 30 seconds and then he plays his little game, but he lets me do it because he's like, oh, I am now seeing that a person that is my caregiver is prioritizing health and themselves. And it shows him that like, it's just a good model. And also now he knows like, oh, you're making green juice. I'm going to get some green juice. Like it's super precious. And for a while I was like, no, I'm just so overwhelmed. I can't like, I have to do all of this after work. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, I can, I can find time and make the time just like I found the money for the program. It's like all about prioritizing your own health and your well-being. So, yeah. And I would just like to point out that when you were stressed about meals, you didn't even have a kitchen and yeah. you still found a way to make it work. And I was like, okay, let's start with breakfast. Can we start with breakfast? Yeah. And we started with breakfast and you didn't have, even have a kitchen. And you messaged me one day and you're like, oh, I got an air fryer. And I was like, I didn't even think of that. Great. <laughs> had my air fryer. Had you're my resourceful. Frozen. And I had my little, like my water boiler thing. What are those called? A kettle. kettle. I had a kettle. <laughs> And I'm happy to say that yesterday I moved in and I have a full kitchen and I'm so beyond stoked about it, but yeah, it was hard, but I was like, okay, I got to figure it out because I noticed a huge difference when I would be able to wake up and eat within that hour of waking versus not. And I was like, okay, as soon as I moved into the place with no kitchen, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. I've gone back a little bit. Like I'm starting to feel that nausea in the morning and like the shakiness. And I was like, "Mm, I got to do something. So. Thank you. Tara. I just want to add too that for me, it was refreshing to follow a program just in general, because we have so much information like in front of us at all times that it's so that in itself is overwhelming to just, so to have the like routine that was so manageable and doable um, was like perfect. Yeah, I agree. Like having it be laid out that way where like we have to make so many decisions in a day where it was just like, I'm just going to do what Tay tells me to. Like, I don't have to make any of these decisions. And then when something would come up and it's like, here's something specific to me that I have a question about or that I need support with. It's like, that's when you know, you post in the group or you post to Tay and like get your specific question answered, but just having it be like, it's so nice not having to like make the decisions and be like, what's the most smart, smart way to like implement all this information. She's like, no, here's literally where you're going to start, where you're going to end all the things in between go do it. And it's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) A lot of what I do is like pulling people back. Like, they'll be like, what about this? And I'm like, well, what week are you on? This week. Okay, back it up, back it up. up. (laughs) There's a method to the madness. Oh, well, thank you so much. Any closing thoughts? 
before we before I end the recording? No. Okay, Tara. <laughs> I do just like a cute little celebratory thing that I realized when I was like writing notes on the questions. So I went on a trip by myself 10 years ago, just before like my anxiety took over. Uh, and I haven't traveled alone for 10 years and I'm traveling alone in a couple weeks. So I feel like it's like a 10 year anniversary Oh my gosh, I got goosebumps. Yeah. So, and I'm not even usually I like I'm scared of flying, but I haven't lost any sleep. Like I'm I'm so level-headed about the whole thing. I'm very excited. So yeah, just a cool little celebration to the end of the program, I should say. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you all so much for coming on. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Such a great conversation. I wanted to thank these women for coming on and bravely sharing their story. It's not easy to do. I really hope that this was a valuable episode for you. And most of all, I hope that it gave you hope that it is possible to overcome your anxiety and you can do it in as little as four months when you go all in and make that commitment to yourself. If you want to hear more of Jess's story, check out her solo episode, episode 18. And if you want to hear more of Paige's story in her solo episode, that is episode eight. And if you want to join us in breaking up with anxiety, do the work and change your life, click the link in the show notes, www.tejandro.com forward slash breaking dash up dash with dash anxiety. that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I have one quick favor to ask you before you go. If you love today's episode, I would so appreciate if you left a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to right now. My goal with this podcast is to reach as many people as possible to spread awareness that anxiety is not this incurable disease. It's not something we just have to live with. It's definitely not just part of your personality, and there are body-based imbalances that need to be addressed in order to truly be free from chronic anxiety. With awareness comes action, and the more people this podcast can reach, the less people will struggle with anxiety. And positive reviews are the number one way to help new people discover the show. You are the best. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so, so, so much. One last thing. My legal medical disclaimer. The Breaking Up With Anxiety podcast with me, Taylor Jandro, is for general information and educational purposes only. And the advice and recommendations I give or my guests give throughout the episodes do not replace medical advice. The consumption of this podcast does not qualify as a practitioner-client relationship with me, and the use and implementation of the information discussed are at the sole discretion of the listener. Yes, I am a nutritionist, but I am not your nutritionist. So please discuss any changes with your primary healthcare provider. Okay, that's it. Until the next episode. Bye for now.